Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, folks. And for the next two hours, you're going to get some of the greatest and latest hot talk when it comes, or hot takes, I should say, but everything Xbox. We're going to be talking about Pete Hines announcing his retirement. That happened as breaking news. Uh, we got a couple of really spicy hot takes that I want to get into. Uh, we're also going to talk about, well, this is Xbox. Now, you saw about my thumbnail, right? It didn't have any markings for the Xbox Factor podcast. It simply had five of the most legendary, greatest heroes in gaming, and they're all Xbox first party. And we were literally just talking about that momentarily, folks. The IP that Microsoft has under their leadership, under the banner of Xbox Game Studios is just ridiculous. And look, right now, Sony is sitting in first place. Right now, Spider-Man 2, 91 meta. Cannot wait to play it. I don't care if it's 20 hours. I don't care if it's 30 hours. This is, this is, the, this is a week of weeks for gaming. You got a new Sonic. You got a new Mario. You got a new Spider-Man, and a, I'm sure a ton of other things as well. Great time to be a gamer. Too many games, folks. Literally, there are too many, many freaking games. For sure, but bro. For sure. We're going to entertain you. We're going to drop some hot opinions. Hopefully, you stay around for the two hours. Hopefully, you hit the like button. And if you're not subscribed, folks, please consider subscribing. We are on the hunt now for 14K. We are 13.5 and change. And it would be pretty dope to hit that by the end of the year. And you can help us by getting there, by hitting the like button, hitting the subscribe button. And if you're a generous gamer, if you are a caring type of gamer, you hit the bell icon. So every time I go live, you know about it. But let's get into the introductions. See money how are you, my friend? Love the setup in the background. I have exactly what you have. It's in front of me. You can't nice. see it. I got the Doom Slayer helmet. I got Master Chief. I got a, a custom Batman. I got a Hulkbuster nice. armor. You can't see any of this stuff because, well, I'm podcasting out of the corner of, of my apartment. You got to put a mirror behind you, boom. Maybe. Right, a, maybe I can see a mirror. mirror. <laughs> how are you doing? And, you know, how the family, how's the family doing? Family's great, man. We're doing well. We're doing well. We're excited. Got a lot of big things going on at the channel. So we've been having a lot of fun uh excited to be here man i love kind of getting to hang out with you and our boy danny and umbra and just chilling with the uh the boom family out here we're we're pumped man i'm ready to go i'm excited i got a lot of hot takes of what's going on i man. don't think this time. has been a better year for xbox gamers uh, and it's funny easy someone had posted something that was similar to that and it really does tell the tale of 2023 danny um xbox on the highest of highs, they've put out tons of bangers, tons of first-party content. Game Pass continues to deliver. Oh, and PS, by the way, announced five minutes ago, Dead Space Remake in Xbox Game Pass. Yes! If you don't have that game, if you haven't played it, play it with the headphones, lights off, get scared, wear the diaper, you're going to poop your pants and doubt about it. It's just as good as the original. and Almost almost like the other side of the coin, Daniel. Yeah. Sony 
having one of its worst years in the in its gaming history in 2023. Bad decisions, people leaving left, right, and center, peripherals coming out that are sitting on shelves collecting dust. One first party game. It's not looking good for SIE, but Daniel, how are yeah. you feeling, kind sir? I'm doing great. Uh, I got some got some work done recently. Just having honestly, just having a pretty good week. It's been great. Excellent. <laughs> well, it's listen, it's great to have you here, and it's great that you're having a good week because we're gonna get some really good hot takes from you. Uh, uh be, being that you're nice and centered. And last yeah. in no way least, the best best voice in the business, his R and B album, folks is coming soon infinite number what's going on my brother how you feeling ready for it we're ready for it why don't we come till the end of the i'm sorry i had, I had to look oh damn i was i, I was damn already bro well you're about to light a light a lighter up for me i was ready y'all i was like oh, man. two seconds away from flicking it bro damn good morning well that was pause that came out wrong. <laughs> that came out wrong, fam. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm good. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's good to be here with you fellas as well. All, all the time, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I'm happy, man. Um, I am tired. I will be uh, admit that, though. I only just got in like maybe 20 minutes ago. But oh, wow. I, am, I am excited to talk games with you guys, of course, as, as usual. So, yeah, let's do this. Well, listen, folks, let, let's open up uh, C-Money with what happened yesterday um obviously uh pete hines who is one of the uh big leadership aspects of bethesda he has been with the company for 24 years uh he announced yesterday uh in in for some people shocking news for others not so much um that he is retiring uh we don't know what his next uh, uh goal is going to be other than what he said in his retirement speech folks if you want me to read it verbatim i can do it i have it queued uh but i we talked about it yesterday because obviously on the xbox lunch break special it was in fact breaking news um so 24 hours have passed since the announcement and there is one community member that i really kind of want to shout out in a big way and that is fuzzy belvedere uh he had an amazing thought-provoking take not only on yesterday's show, but he also talked about it on last night's FSP, which, of course, is the fun speculation show that uh, Mav and the guys do on Monday evening. I listened to that this morning, uh, actually, while I was doing my wash, and it was a phenomenal show. And he doubled down on his opinion. And, uh, you know, C-Money, uh, I don't know whether or not you got a chance to listen to yesterday's show. But uh, you might be on the same wavelength because now Pete Hines, um, he is going to be replaced. Who's going to replace Pete Hines? I don't know. But some of the takes that I've seen in the community, and we're not being disingenuous. We're not poking fun. He's retiring. He's going to enjoy himself. And I said it yesterday, and I, I will re, uh, say it again today. He is leaving on the highest of highs because, yes, Redfall under his banner under his uh, supervision, didn't do as well as it should have done. And a lot of people consider it to be a failure. Is that a Pete Hines problem? Yeah, indeed it is. But he did also release the greatest selling Bethesda game of all time in Starfield. And of course, that is when he's leaving. And I don't think, it could, I don't think you could leave 
at a better time seeing the excitement and the prospect of this new IP that is going to live on potentially for generations. You have a very interesting theory that I completely missed when I read what he said on his way out the door. See, Money, let's talk about it. All right. So, yeah, for sure. So this was a this was a little shocking uh, for us as well. It actually, we, you know, it happened during our show yesterday. It kind of broke in the morning. Um, and, you know, we read the thing. We read his his letter or his message that he put out there, um, and you know I, I'm I was reading it and going through it and I and it became very obvious something was missing, and it kind of leads into everything that I feel took place with this guy, right? So Pete, listen, first of all, all respect to Pete, right? Because he's been there for everything with Bethesda and, you know, he's been a part of it from essentially the beginning. Um, and he's helped them get to where they got before Xbox bought them. And, you know, he, you know, he's been a great leader in, in that respect. Um, but we do know based off of like emails that, you know, from the trial and stuff that came out that he was not a happy camper. We also know just from tweets that he got involved with, with people, Pitching at him about um, the game not coming and him trying to excuse um, why it's not coming to PlayStation or he wishes it could come to PlayStation, but he can't. Like he he kind of got exposed in that way. And then he got he was very upset that ABK uh, games are, you know, the way they put it out there that they were going to be multi plat still and his games, you know, are, are exclusive and blah, blah, blah. So we kind of had some, we had an idea about him, right? But when I go ahead and I think about the letter that he put for his retirement, you know, this is a guy who loves Bethesda, right? Lives, breathes Bethesda. He loves them with all his heart. Great, right? I believe that. But the reason why I feel like this was not a simple just I'm retiring because I've been here long enough situation is that he, in the in the, in the the lowest of lows of Bethesda, which is where they were when Xbox bought them, right? They were kind of floundering right their direction was all messed up they were going into games of service because the the single player games weren't hitting right I mean, critically great but not you know financially so in the lowest of lows xbox came and saved the company that he loved right saved the company that he loved and went ahead and allowed them to take their time to make starfield what it was and let's be clear if xbox did not buy bethesda starfield would not be the game it is today okay um but he xbox did all this from and in his retirement letter that he did he talked all these beautiful things about bethesda but not one time not one time did he mention the word xbox in that letter he didn't find a need to thank them for you know helping with starfield because let's be real xbox was involved with starfield towards the end there he didn't bring them up whatsoever he just completely ignored the idea that microsoft even existed so if you think about that right you think that he's retiring so he's leaving he doesn't care and he doesn't even have the i would say i would use the word decency to even bring up xbox in the slightest way thank you for you know 
being there for us. Thank you for helping us move forward. Thank you for, you know, whatever you wanted to say. But that leads me to believe that this wasn't just a matter of him just saying, I'm, I'm retiring. I think, I think Redfall was a big deal for Phil. I think Phil was the leader that he needed to be. He went on X cast. He, he took the bullets. He, you know, he fell on the sword. He ate it, right? He, he was the only one responsible. He didn't blame P Hines. He didn't blame Bethesda. He didn't blame Arcane. He just said that it was his fault. He, he should have been more involved. Didn't set the right expectations for the studios. So I feel like that was actually a big, big change because Phil made it clear that that was not going to happen again, right? That he has now learned that they need to be more involved. And let's be clear, P. Hines is in charge of like the word on the street, right? Like what we see from Bethesda, he's, you know, ahead of that, right? He's, he's okaying what is going to be put out there for Bethesda and Redfall it had to go across his desk that he was showing 60 frames per second out there. Meanwhile, he knew we weren't going to get 60 FPS. He also knows that he was showing certain situations that just didn't play out like that in when the whole game released, right? So I think Phil went in there and said, hey, Pete, like, listen, going forward, whatever you're doing is cool, but I need that to run through me now. Or somebody, maybe Matt Booty or whoever he put in place and gave somebody that Pete had to go get okays from. And I think Pete, being an old head there who was there forever and, you know, pretty much had no one above him outside of the owner and maybe Todd, that he was able to kind of have free reign and now being kind of reined in and now going from making decisions on your own, never have to worry about it because it's your decision and blah, blah, blah. You know, the owner got your back, so he's not going to come and yell at you or do anything because he trusts you to having Phil say, listen, man, man, like everything is good. Like you can do what you got to do, but I need to okay it or somebody needs to okay. We need to know what's happening before it happens. I think Phil, I think, Pete said, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to this be part of this for this long to have you guys come here now and start telling me how am I going to do my job? And he bounced. And the reason I feel that is because he was bitter as fuck because he did not. I'm sorry for cursing. Uh, he was bitter for, for not for not mentioning Xbox, dude. Like Xbox saved them, bro. Save them. Like this is just the facts of what it is. Ghostwire Tokyo did crap on PlayStation. Deathloop did crap on PlayStation. If Xbox did not buy these these Bethesda, these studios could be closing. Well, I mean, look what happened prior to those games coming out, C-Money. So you're you're really on to something here, and and I want you to continue forward because you're you're really dropping some bricks here. Um, They were forced to make games-as-a-service titles that they normally didn't do. And the two failures yep. at the time were the Wolfenstein with the daughters, which is the yep. I hated. I hated yep. it. Okay, not which because sucks because that leads. was so exciting. No, nothing to do with and that. And it was garbage. It just was was it felt rushed. It wasn't polished yep. like we were like we know it was uh, forced. That's right. what it and, felt. And it Fallout felt 76, which I admit right now. I bought for the power armor helmet. I didn't buy it for the game. <laughs> I have the power helmet. It's right there. It's one of my favorites. 
I bought it for that because I knew that I wasn't going to play an MMO, but I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And it was atrocious. Now it's better now. Yes. Yep. But you got to remember they were in, they were in trouble and you're on to something. Yeah. Please continue. They were literally the year before talking about the whole hashtag safe single player or whatever, yes. because that, that was their bag. And then again, Bethesda has not had issue with critical success, but it has his all their critical ex, uh, success has equaled dog shit for them because they don't sell games outside of Todd. Todd has always been their their big seller, right? And they rest on that. But everybody else, they make a great game, but they don't get purchased. Again, they were in such a bad way. They got desperate. They're basically doing what Sony is doing now, right? Sony is the single player masters in their mind, right? And then now, even though those are phenomenal games, critically, for what PlayStation needs, these these games don't sell. They they don't sell in a way that PlayStation needs them to sell. So they are going ahead and getting into this games as a service bullshit. They're following the same thing that Bethesda did. <laughs> That's probably what leads me to believe that they're eventually going to get bought, just like Bethesda did. Um, but the point is. They were in that bad that bad space. Xbox came, bought them, relieved them. Okay, relieved the stress from the developers, put trust in them, and again, we can call it what is what we like, whatever we want, right? Boom! I know you put tons of hours into Redfall. I really enjoyed Redfall. I I don't think it's a garbage game, but that being said, it did not hit critically right it could have been if this if this would have been a single player focused game with backup yep. characters right like exactly. th th that would be with you um and and it was what we expected from that studio it could have been 50 times better yeah just like gears of war right you gears of war you're your main character but you have a lot of times you have you know two other ai or three ai with you you're with your squad and that could have been the game and there would have been no problem but because they had a force to, they were forced by bethesda at the time to go into this games as a service nonsense this is what we got and you know obviously microsoft coming in they stripped all of it out but it's it's not the same as developing the game the right way the, the first time right so again at the end of the day pete made it very clear very clear because anybody with any decency would have brought up xbox in some way shape or form i'm leaving but bethesda's in good hands you know xbox has been so supportive over these last three years that they've you know we've been with them sky's the limit can't wait to see what they do together anything but he didn't he didn't he chose not to and it's because of what happened and i could it's... only imagine that as phil went in there let them know that shit's not going to be the same way because Bethesda games are not Bethesda games. They're Xbox games. And that's why when we saw this ABK trailer that we all loved and were, were so emotional about, Bethesda games were in the trailer, but they have stopped talking about Bethesda separately. Yes, They stopped it because they know that people do not look at them separately, so it's not worth talking about them separately. They are now well, under the Xbox. umbrella of Xbox Game Studios. That that's just yeah, the bottom no line. Regardless how of how many it. publishers Xbox buys, and this yep. is not it, folks. And, and I think it's I, I think it. no, it's it's not. It's it's 
It's very it, well, listen, dude. You have knocked a grand slam out to open up this show because everything that you're saying are things that I did not think about when this was first announced. I mean, I absolutely you. fantastic. Right. Literally absolutely. knocked it out of the park. Um, I do want to bring in Daniel McGee and I want to grab his opinion on this because if there's one thing that is a finite point to the way C Money dropped this crazy knowledge is that the culture of Xbox has changed. And what do I mean by that? Is it corporation number one? No, they're for the people by the people, right? That's why they're allowing unions for the first time in gaming history, right? Um, but they are not apologetic about wanting to buy more studios and more publishers. And I don't know if that's the culture that Pete Hines wanted to be a part of, but I think that one of the most important aspects of his stepping off letter, if you will, retirement letter, is the fact that he did not thank Xbox for jumping in and saving Bethesda, who was being forced by investors to be a different type of company. And they failed. They failed at Fallout 76. They failed at Redfall, which was in, was in being made before Microsoft purchased them, and that was because they were failing in the save, the, say the the single player thing. Um, what what do you th- what do you think here? Because look, I have in front of me what a lot of people were talking about yesterday, and that was his apology to PlayStation players that did not sit really well. With a lot of Xbox games, because when Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo were made exclusive because they needed to get the bag to keep the company running right before Microsoft purchased them, there were no apologies. Um, There were no I don't think there would have been an apology from him if Starfield would have ended up as a permanent PlayStation exclusive. Right. I don't I don't think so, because remember that that's that's confirmed facts, folks. That's why Microsoft stepped in and said, you know what? We're just going to buy you because we cannot keep losing these games. Bill Spencer said it himself. So here here, uh, Daniel, here are the two things that did not sit well. Not not with me. Listen, he's a businessman. He's got to pay the mortgage. He's got to pay his people. The insurances have to be paid. People got to, you know, got to eat. You got to do what you got to do to feed your, your your family, and obviously Bethesda was and will always be family to Pete Hines. But here are the two quotes, and I pulled this from gamesradar.com. It says this, if you're a big fan of the stuff we make and a game that we're making is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you're unhappy or pissed or whatever. Like, I get it. Those are real feelings and frustrations. How should you deal with that? I haven't the foggiest idea. I would never presume to say, oh, here's how you can make it better and feel better. I don't know how to uh, uh, ally the fears and concerns of PlayStation 5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PlayStation 5 player as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games that I'm going to continue to play on it. But if you want to play Starfield, PC and Xbox, sorry. 
All I can say is I apologize because this I'm certain Christ. that that's frustrating to folks, but there's a lot, there's, there's not a whole lot that I could do about it. I mean, again, he apologized wow. for him being, again, noise. it's, it's, it annoyed a lot of people that obviously see money's in his feelings over it because he shouldn't be apologizing for a business decision that, I mean, folks, Dude, he could only retire because of the bag that Microsoft dropped on Bethesda. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, I mean, when like, you spend crazy. nearly $8 billion, that's crazy. Daniel, on uh, a, on a, on a publisher like Bethesda, you are going to make business decisions to keep certain IPs behind your walled garden. And you have every right to do it. Uh, what, 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 what are your kind of takeaways from what C-Money had to say? Do you have your own thoughts and theories? And ultimately, what does this mean for Bethesda that Pete Hines is now retiring? Uh, well, I think Bethesda will be fine. Like, he's just the guy in charge of, like, making sure the games come out on time and stuff like that. Like, they can just find another businessman to fill that role. I'm sure that he's already been training a replacement for him, and I'm relatively confident we'll hear about who that is really soon. Uh, so I'm not concerned about Bethesda at all. Um, I also don't think that there's anything weird about this retirement. Like I was really surprised to hear C money and the rest of you say that you thought that this was because of some like conspiracy theory that he hated Xbox and all that stuff. I think that's, I th don't think that makes any sense. Oh, I don't, apology, I don't think he hates Xbox at all. No, uh, I don't think that's yeah, what even what some uh, C money would say. No. Weird. Yeah. I don't think so though. It's th th like this apology that he put out. This is not a real apology. This is him being like, look, guys, it's not coming to your platform. Sorry, not sorry. Like, that's what he's saying, right? Uh, and I think that the reason that he put this out and not when things were exclusive to PlayStation is probably because he got more blowback for this. When Xbox people don't get a game on their platform, people don't really complain about it that much because we're kind of used to it. Like, stuff misses Xbox all the time. Like, we don't blame Bethesda when PlayStation buys something exclusively from them. We blame PlayStation. But when anything misses PlayStation, it's the end of the world for a PlayStation gamer, and they yell at Bethesda or whoever else endlessly. And so he so true. probably got a lot more shit talk, and he had to, he had to show up and be like, oh, by the way, my internet's not doing well, so if I start cutting out a lot, that's why. Um, I don't know what's going on today. My computer's just, like, kind of eating a turd. But... Uh, <laughs> the it's crazy uh but i think that he put out this apology just because he was getting so much more blowback from this and you know the way that he, he that you read that that apology is not even like a real apology he's just like look dudes i understand that it's not coming to your platform you're pissed about that uh i'm it's not i'm not going to do anything to fix it so here here's the reality of the situation sorry bud right like yeah, that's, he kind of could have done that, that in like that much of like that many words he wrote like a freaking two paragraph like this crazy long dissertation that boom just read to say the same thing right like if he really didn't give a shit and he was just saying like sorry not sorry it would have just been yeah. a matter of hey guys sorry but that's got bought <laughs> the game is exclusive now you know sorry yeah but that's right? basically what he said though is he basically was just like hey like these were things that used to come to your platform and they're not coming to your platform anymore and that does suck and like that does suck like there are people who only play on playstation who are normal people i know that we don't see a lot of them oh um, yeah there's, plenty, there's plenty of average gamers that, that is just, just like, their one it's, well it's 90 percent of their their fan base are casual gamers who can give a yeah. shit about playstation so yeah, and so like sure. if there's people who are already bought into that 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 ecosystem and then all of a sudden these games that they maybe really love aren't coming over to that platform 
uh, sort of without warning, because like I don't think anyone would have expected anyone to buy a publisher, then like that does kind of suck for them for like the normal people who can only afford one console. Like that's a bummer for them. Um, it, it, it's, it's also a bummer for us that we didn't get to play Death Loop and you know, sure. Gold yeah. Tokyo well, I'm not it saying that like and... it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's a bummer for them. Like from their perspective, it kind of sucks. And so I think that he was coming out and being like, "Hey, man, like." This is the situation. It's a it's a bummer that it's happening because uh, there's a lot of because there's a lot of PlayStation gamers and the majority of them are probably normal human beings uh, who are not going to have access to these games anymore. And like that's a bummer for you. We, we needed this money, uh, and we're going to continue to do this. It was the like it was very clearly the right decision. Like he he didn't seem to have any problem with the acquisition happening. I think that he just caught a lot of flag for the games going exclusive, even though like that should have been obvious from the rip that that was was going to happen. I also think there was a lot of like copium and and people just like holding out hope that these games were going to not be exclusive to xbox and it's like well why why would they have bought it dude like i don't know like there was so much misinformation circling around bethesda games at the time they were purchased where like there are people who still to this day think starfield is going to come to a playstation that's not going to happen and so i think that also part of this apology was him like telling people that that was not going to happen like just coming out being like these games are exclusive i'm sorry they're only on xbox and pc like that's that's what it is they're not coming to to any other platforms they're not gonna be on switch they're not gonna be on playstation um i i really do just think that the man made a shitload of money off the acquisition and was like okay i'm gonna hang out until starfield comes out and then i'm gonna get out of here um because we've been seeing him lately like basically since they were acquired by by Xbox, he's been taking a lot of flag for all kinds of stuff. Like he's getting blamed for Redfall, which might, might be, be true. He's getting blamed for for all of the previous stuff that was not his fault, like the fact that they all went like always online type shit. Like that was not that was the board. Of no, that, that was a board decision that had nothing um, to do with him. Absolutely. And yeah. There's this, there's something to be said about going first party with any group means that you're going to take a lot more trash talk, like just across the board. And he's probably really upset about that. And he's probably really upset about the fact that now his games are being even more harshly criticized just by the fact of the matter of them being a first party title. Like he probably hates that. So yeah, it is a lot more stress and he's probably looking at the money he got and he's like, I don't need to do this. Like I'm not having fun anymore. I'm mm-hmm. getting shit on constantly for stuff that is not my fault. Uh, and I have, he probably made like what 10 20 million dollars off of the acquisition like he's one of the highest ranking people at bethesda so he's probably like there's no reason i need to stay here no like i have my money i can just hang out and play video games now yeah or you know he (laughs) said he said he's gonna explore other interests you know he's probably he's probably gonna you know start a new hobby or something he's gonna listen he's gonna travel maybe obviously he has his family i see him pop up over at playstation it's gonna be a problem uh, yeah, he's not. Well, yeah, there's some people that actually have been suggesting <laughs> that. Yeah, actually, somebody in the chat literally said, "Oh, he'd be." He'd be he, I mean, he's they're a PlayStation fan, which of course everyone is welcome here. Even if you're a PlayStation only fan, you can come and hang out and have an opinion. You don't get shunned because we're the really we have really really good chat here. Um, but he was said, "Well, it, you know, it would be great for Pete to head over to PlayStation, maybe head up that, you know, take <laughs> over for Jim Ryan and work on, you know." better produced games and listen sony makes great games no one's no one's arguing that um but they're they're in a bit of a tailspin i I don't think that you're going to see pete hines end up there if if they do great for playstation wonderful for playstation a tremendous hire i just don't see it happening but please continue daniel yeah it's i just i literally i just think the man retired i don't think there's any like weird conspiracy to it i think he was just sick of all the flack he was getting and he was like I don't need to do this. Like I have all the money. He in the does world not now. need to do I this. Don't, that is I don't need correct. to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox can handle it. Like it's, it's say all the fine. same thing about Jimmy Boy. Like he don't need to yeah, do this. But but there's there's retired. a there's a wild difference between the way that Pete Hines retired and the way that Jim Ryan retired. Where Jim Ryan retired and no one said a damn thing. Like no one in the industry said anything. <laughs> I think Phil Spencer maybe right. Pete Hines retired and everyone over at Xbox was like. Uh, it's sad to see Pete go. We really love Pete. Like you saw from Todd, you saw from Phil, from Sarah. Like every person there was like, man, he's a great guy. Like we love him. And then all of the people in the media, same thing. Like they were talking about their memories with him and like all the cool stuff that they had done with with Pete over the years. Uh, I think specifically I saw kind of funny tweets and stuff out. Like like people were are not necessarily sad, I guess, but they're like, it's going to be a bummer to not see him in the industry anymore. Like, like he's a cool guy and, and, and we'll miss him. Whereas when Jim Ryan retired, it was just like, all right, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. Like that was the, that was the vibe. Like no one was upset that Jim Ryan retired. That's true. Not a single That's person. True. No one cared. No, um, but I think you could still, you could, was you like, could be him. Yeah. Yeah. I like cancel him. Sure. Yeah, I think you <laughs> fired be, him out of a game. Somebody who looks at it and thinks it's cool. You know, like, oh man, it's going to, it sucks that feels that uh, Pete's gone, you know, but it's like, Phil saying it sucks that Pete's gone can also mean, well, it sucks that Pete didn't want to get in line and go with the new way that we want things going because we do know it's a difference, right? Like we can, we can say that it's that we can just kind of glaze over and just be like, he's been there 24 years. Um, Mm -hmm. Some would argue, why would you not leave at 25? Right. Because 25 is like the retiring year. (laughs) Um, But at at the same time, right. You, you look at it and you say, we know there's going to be, we know it's going to run differently than how he's been running it for the last 24 years. Yeah. Right. Like and that might be Phil made that clear. <laughs> and it's just like, now that he finished Starfield before he gets caught up in another game that he's going to have to deal with this new oversight that, you know, is going to be there because yeah. Phil already made it. He already made it known. He made it known yeah. that they got to know that their first party Xbox, they're not Bethesda anymore. Their first party Xbox first. And I, you just it's just too convenient that for no reason again a year before your 25th which he's not going to release a game like that big or whatever in the next yeah, year there's really no point of him season. lasting that extra year i don't know like what i don't know what that's even putting out this year i i wouldn't expect i, I mean they, i think they already shot their load for now i mean yeah, we have like id id you know it yeah, is probably there's, there's the rumors that year. they might be putting out their their like doom yeah one them and, like uh, and uh, indiana jones is probably gonna be right next right. year um, but it's like I don't expect why not why not wait for that? No, I don't right? expect it, but it could. I mean, I mean, in those leaked documents, everything got pushed back two years mm-hmm. that, that ended up releasing, and Indiana Jones was supposed to be 2022. Now it looks like 2024, but you know, obviously we don't know. That's just based off of the yeah. leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think I think is there's so much lined up, and I know it's easy to kind of you know, be like, oh, I don't know why people are thinking about it, but at the same time, it's kind of like what we're doing yeah. here, right? Let's dig deeper. Yeah, but that's like, <laughs> let's scratch the, the thing itch, about it, though, is like, I feel like we do this every time somebody retires. And and sometimes it's warranted. Like, Bonnie Ross was clearly like, <laughs> hey, can you leave? Uh, and it's, I think the same thing with Jim Ryan. And, and I think when you look at those situations, you can see, like, there was a lot of problems here and this person needed to go. Yeah. The only reason that I think that people are even looking at this with Pete is because I think he, he did have frustration with, with the... Mm-hmm 
being purchased. But I don't think it was specifically about going exclusive. I think that from those court documents, I think the things he was more concerned about was just a lack of communication. Like, I think it was weird that he had to specifically ask in an email, like, hey, are all of our games exclusive? Because, like, what's the situation? Like, why us and not Activision? Like, I think but you see that. I think that. it was yeah. frustrating, that, but I think yeah. the way he said it, though, is what caught me. It's again, I, I yeah. do agree with you, though, Danny, but I, at the same time, how he said it is what caught let, me. Let, you know what, Daniel, yep. we'll come back to you in a hot second. Let, let uh, Amber, please take take the lead right there because it's what you just said and how he said it that's a bit of a conundrum that's the exposure um, yeah because and you know uh z black writer uh good friend of the program said this in the in the chat just seconds ago before that 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 comment was made if i went from number three to 30 on the totem pole i'd bolt as well um I mean, and obviously deal, look i i think phil is going to run a very very tight ship and i think that past failings one of which that you you said it's money he had to go out on kind of funny remember this was scheduled months before because that's how it works with with someone in his position you got to yeah. get the pr and it's months to get him there and even paris lily was like yeah i don't think we're going to get phil today because of what happened and he went out there and he took all the arrows and he threw himself yep. on the sword, and he had to he had he had to answer for for red uh, you know Red Fool's failings. Things are not like I said. I uh, this is my personal opinion, folks. Whether you believe me or you don't, I honestly think that this the Red Fool situation will be the last time okay. that ever happens again under Phil Spencer because of how much flack he had to take. He took all the flack for Pete Hines. Who was yep. the leader? He at shielded Bethesda. them, bro. Okay, he shielded that on the chin, and I we talked about that before on the fix. And we had how mad Phil was. Like, yeah, he was very, mad. very, yeah. very, very Phil. Grumpy Phil, as he called himself. Absolutely, and he was very direct. You could see it. Like, you could see he was upset that it happened, and that he even allowed it under his watch. But that that we know that wasn't directly linked to Phil himself. That's not his specific job. If anybody, that would be Pete Hines, and maybe if you could possibly squeeze that off to Matt Booty, and it's another guy actually at Bethesda who actually oversees it. I can't remember his name right now, but it definitely wasn't Phil's fault. But for him to be the leader and take that on the chin, I thought it was the right thing to do. It was a smart thing to do. Yeah. But you could tell he was ticked, um, and I agree with you. I think that'll be the last time something like that happens as well. But for me, when it comes to Pete Hines, and I agree with a lot of what both of you guys said, uh, I do, I, I think, I, I, my thing for, for Pete is, and I think he's a good guy, I gave him a good message on his retirement tweet and all of that or whatever, uh, just told him, you know, enjoy your retirement. I think it's very co coincidental that he happens to retire right now. Mm -hmm. it's like right after you're absorbed, right after, you know, starfield releases oh hey i'm gonna retire now seems a little opportune and uh, the reason i say oh, that bad. also is because it does and it's because <laughs> just a year ago he was made head of publishing just one year ago and now you're retiring seems they, a little they, why would you take that job that's exactly. so stupid it's very like, you know quick. you're gonna retire Ag agreed and it's like all of a sudden now you're gonna retire that fast and you still have the and this is on the eve of them working on uh elder scrolls 6 i would think yes. that he would want to be there for that to come out so i find it a little odd he, he's been with them what since 99 i yep. just find it a little odd the timing of that then you look at the you know the, the information we got because of the abk situation and leaked documents and things of that nature and you see what he wrote in it that uh email and 
it's again how he said it is what i focused on i think you were right danny but i think how he said it is what made me well i think poke perked up most of our our eyebrows and, and ears and made us look like hmm because it seems a little how do i put this uh, i don't want to say insubordinated like insubordinated or anything but no. it seemed a little more aggressive than i would have expected yeah, it's, like it's, who you talking Some people suggested not exactly. being a team player. Yeah, I heard the term not a team player. Well, I don't even, I don't even like want to say team player. He feels like he was bigger than he was, and exactly. now that Xbox owns him, his his position got diminished. That's my and thing. I don't think it's heard about a team it. player thing. I think it's like he maybe had been used to them being an independent company, right? And now that they're owned by microsoft and now they're getting their directives and information elsewhere and their their communication might not have been up to par to the standards maybe he's like hey no this is not cool i'm used to this that's why i agree with danny on that part but i think how he said it gives us a little bit more on on how he really felt and uh, go, going also to the apologies that he threw out there that i at the time even felt head issue with i was like why are you apologizing to our hoof brothers you would not apologize the to who, hooligans the who's who hooligans hooligans damn these who hooligans no but like i feel like you do boom when that if had it been and danny i think you hit it right on the head we are used to not getting some stuff right so we'll complain is- but it falls on deaf ears yes typically we'll point our finger right at sony but that doesn't change much for us. Yeah. But when it's when it's the PlayStation guys, because they outnumber us, you know, they complain it's going to be some people to hear it. It uh, is my, you know. So I think he may you might be right that he got that pressure put on him. And he uh, wasn't used to that. a new phrase in in this instance. Uh, the Bethesda the Bethesda acquisition was was a clop stopper, right? How do how do ponies move around? They they clop, right? Right. It was oh, a, nice. <laughs> it was a it was a situation where they're they're pr- prancing around having a good time, and all of a sudden. They bought who? Stop stopper. <laughs> right. That's how I've been talking about it in my head. And then you look at that email he said, and he bold, and he said, did anyone at Xbox think about giving us a heads up on this? Yep. Todd's, Todd's going to Dice in a couple of weeks. You don't think a, a journal might find him and press him on why uh, the below is okay for COD or any Activision Blizzard game, but right. the Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield? Right? Is is media people kept asking him and like also Phil and other people, but like constantly asking, "Hey, is this Bethesda game going to be exclusive? Is this going to be exclusive?" It's like, "Yeah, dude, we said that. We, we said that told a lot. You it was. Right? <laughs> yeah. What else do you need to know?" And that's why I said, like, when he said that, it's like, brother, you already got the information you needed. They said it's exclusive. You yeah, tell the it. audience if they ask you that, or if they ask Todd, yeah, it's exclusive. Yeah. The the end. What else do you need? Well, I mean, Aaron it? said it. Sarah Bond said it. Yeah. Bill Bill Spencer it was, said it. Todd right. Howard said it. a whole conference it. where it showed it. Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. They said places where Game Pass exists. Right. What else do you need like to they know? They said it over and over. And you over. all had a round table. Did you forget what you said there, or like you forgot the memo? Oh, he just well, heard about ABK. That he forgot. I think it's that everybody else wasn't listening. Like I guess people, people still to this day are still being like, oh well, Elder Scrolls Six is going to come to PlayStation. It's like right. no, it's not. Starfield didn't come. It's not coming. Mm-hmm. They bought that company. It's going to be exclusive. That's how it is. Get used to it. So there, I think that there's we're going to see more instances of people having to come out and being like, yes, this is still exclusive. Like we're going to continue seeing. Like IGN just reposted that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. 
yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, no shit. They keep posting it. It's like they yeah. kind of mm-hmm. wish it until yep. the until the PlayStation ecosystem or something. Well, I mean, obviously, look, you though when when it comes out, it's going to get a seven from them. I don't care how big the, how good <laughs> yeah, the game is uh, because it's going to get a seven crazy. because Dan, what's his name, already said it. He yeah, said that if, if Elder Scrolls oh, six boy. and Starfield are held hostage or exclusive to Xbox. There will, in capital W I L L, be industry repercussions. So uh, he said it. He put it out on Front Street. I have the tweet. I saved the receipts. Uh, Elder Scrolls, whenever it comes out, is going to get a seven. I don't care how good it is from IGN. That's just, you just expect it. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. You know, we have our beefs with Ryan McCaffrey, some of us, and still hold on. I still have some issue with some of the things he said, but. It looks like Ryan McCaffrey and Dustin and Destin are our only hopes there at IGN. Well, yeah, things, right? literally. They are the, they're the only, they are the only ones. Yeah, yeah, because everyone else is Which like, is yeah, well, Shout out to Miranda, too. I, I and Miranda's say, great. I love her. She's fantastic. Yeah, but they got her in the background now. True. They took her out of the limelight, bro. Yeah. Well, she's just really busy because she's been doing guides, and there's like a million well, games coming out right now. That, well, they True. keep her really busy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's really good very at it, easy to do. for her. <laughs> but um, you can't be on the show, Miranda. You can't represent Xbox anymore because you got more work to do. They all got work to do. They all get time to take away to go yeah. to the show. And they shut her in the back. Like, oh, you are you actually really like Xbox? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. You stay in the back. We're going to put about 16 other people to replace uh, you man. who are on the IG. I'm going to need you to update that fact right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say about Podcast Beyond, though, because I, I listen to it every week just because I want to hear what they got to say, even when it's stupid. Their last couple uh, episodes have not been have not been sugarcoating stuff for PlayStation. Like their their last two episodes were titled uh, PS5 Slim finally got announced and we're not impressed. And Last of Us 2 multiplayer has had more bad news than updates. So like other than that one guy, like they're they are covering the news and like saying it correctly. I like. They are PlayStation people for sure. Like that's why they're on that podcast. But they're it, that comes with a certain level of bias, I'm sure. But they're not being like, oh, actually, I love this little paperclip stand. Like they're <laughs> being realistic to a certain. Yeah, I, I have no problem with them. I, I also watch them here and there when I get a chance. Um, but no, my thing is, it feels like. I mean, we. I don't think my old thing. I guess the old saying is, where where there's smoke, there's fire. Indeed, and and you continue having these issues with IGN, and we've all seen it from them yeah. just outright ignoring putting yeah. Xbox as a platform to some questionable scores here and there. You know, I I think that if there is something going on there, but you know they're going to sure what about our other scores? Well, we gave it a nine and eight. Yeah, that's a stupid argument that, was, that they should that have bothered me. Pre-purchase, guys, like go f yourselves. Well, the other thing about that is like. If you really aren't by and we're kind of off topic at this point, but if you really aren't biased and you're IGN and you're continuously seeing people being like, why did you do this? Like, why did you do this anti-Xbox thing? And you're seeing that like what felt like every day for a couple weeks there. Uh, why is your response like, no, no, we're not. And not like, oh, OK, how do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're actually not biased, how do you fix the the appeal or what the, the public opinion about like where you sit on the on the fence and, and sort of that situation? Like, why, why are you not? finding ways to correct that or being like you're right we're gonna fix this whatever when we like we'll do this yeah. this and this and because be they're not interested in doing coming that. out and, they don't care no exactly they're not interested yeah. in doing that that's the problem and that's why we can't ever like accept it like i know you guys said that you you know you guys still rock and listen to them i gotta tell you 
there's not a shot of me. I used to all the time, bro. It Dude, was, I, I, used to, locked, I used to I be one of the people uh, that paid the 30 bucks a year to help them Yo, keep the no, lights on. Like, well, a I can't do it. Bro. Yes. I, can't. I just know I yeah, can't. But I like Brad McCaffrey, right? Bro. I don't think he's, I think he's made terrible, terrible statements and mistakes like the whole debacle of the Tomb Raider thing on Xbox and then praise Final oh, yeah, Fantasy. Yeah. He put his foot squarely in his mouth. I told him, yeah. That. He didn't mm-hmm. block me to his credit, but I told him flat out, hey, <laughs> you put your foot in your mouth. You did say this, but I've, I've been following Ryan since the Xbox, official Xbox magazine. Days. Yeah, me too. The, the man That's is so truly down for Xbox, right? But I have been disappointed on some things he said, yeah, but they sure. also have Khalif there now, and I think he's a good guy. Khalif Adams is fantastic. Yeah. I love that dude. That guy's yeah. phenomenal. He might not yeah. be able to cook, can we, as, as Paris will tell us, but he, but the brothers, he has some good taste. Yeah, I know. But can we at least agree, like, the thing about the, I think the problem with even wasting time watching one of their podcasts is the fact that at the end of the day, these like if I go to an Xbox podcast, right? Like this is an Xbox podcast. I want Xbox head who are talking from the Xbox perspective, not yeah. the like Khalif Adams is not an Xbox dude, right? Like he's not. He's his channel is not about Xbox. He does all gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Which is cool, but like. If, if I'm going to watch about Xbox, I don't want to hear opinions from people who are barely giving a shit about Xbox, about Xbox stuff. I, that's not why I went to the show. I'll say this. Right? If I, I hear you on it, but I'll say this yeah. about them. Like, I hear you on it, but I'll say good, well-rounded thoughts on people who got who plays on, who play on all type of platforms. I think that's fair, too. And I think if you... Yeah, but then you, you go, go to tweet, Game School, had, right? You, like, on, Game School... You go to his tweets. He's even had points where he's defended Xbox and such. So I don't think he's unfair. I think if it was a matter that if he was unfair, I would have been like, yeah, I don't want this dude on here. He's pony propagandist, but he's not He's not really doing that. Not pony he's, propaganda. Yeah, he's been pretty fair. So I don't want to, you know, tear, tear the brother down. But I'm like saying that, that if I want I a general exactly view on the show. have an issue with Ryan. I get that. 100%. I'm not, and I'm not going to try to convince anybody on Ryan. I get that. Like, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I just give him more leeway because I've been following him for a while, and I think that he has been uh, hooved, uh pressured over there. But I think yeah. that he still is an Xbox guy at the heart of it. I just think he's he's put his foot in his mouth one too many times for people, and I understand the is. people not listening to him one hundred percent. Well, you know listen, what? Listen, what I what I want to do is I want I want to I kind of want to just bring us back on to, on on the path here because we we yeah. went off a little bit and listen, right. I gen, they're going to be love the bumpy roads, bro. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it, 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 go back to Coach Green. They are who we thought that they were. Anyone remember that? I remember that, and uh, because yep. I'm, I, I enjoy football, and that's who IGN is. It's fine. Uh, the Pete Hines situation. I think somebody in the chat said that him and his wife are probably they save dogs which i think is an amazing thing to do if i don't know if he was being facetious or if that's actually something that he does outside of gaming and i'm not sure but if he does do that that's freaking awesome because you know why not um he is he's a millionaire folks he's gonna retire he should retire i've been retired since 2014 and yes once you get there it is an amazing thing now i'm not a millionaire not even close but I have a great. That would be dope, I, I, though. If I had that it, golden parachute, you would not catch it me. It would going be amazing to, right to have, an, uh, to have a nice big house. But it's fine. It's it's fine. We'll get there eventually. What I do want to do is I want to catch up on the super chats. I got a couple of channel member, uh, uh, you know, questions that I want to get to, and we're going to take this to the main topic of the show, folks. And by the thumbnail, I simply put, this is 
Xbox Game Studios. Obviously, some of the greatest heroes that they IP heroes that they have. That's just the tip of the spear. Uh, there is a lot to get into here, and we are going to we are going to get into the weeds here of how I personally believe by 2024, holiday of next year, the tides will have turned on Sony. They will no longer be the market leader, folks. I am here to tell you that 2024 is going to be as barren for PlayStation as 2023 has been because of where Jim Ryan left them. But we'll get to that in a hot second. Let me read, of course, the uh, the Super Chats here. First and foremost, we have a new channel member, Maniac Master. Brother, thank you so much for joining the channel. That is fantastic and very generous of you. Welcome. Uh, Black Helmet Man, who's been a channel member for 25 months. Bro, that is crazy. Thank you so much for supporting the channel for as long as you have. He says he was the head of marketing. Xbox probably took some of his marketing power away. I absolutely believe that they did. Yes, they do uh, work independently to some extent, but now everything is through, uh, through Phil Spencer. He is the head of Microsoft Gaming. Bethesda is a part of Xbox Game Studios, so ultimately Phil Spencer, uh, even though he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and I, I had the pleasure of meeting him last year. He's an absolute gentleman. What you see is what you get with Phil. Uh, he's this is this is a business, and he is now the guy running the ship. And I think that when you get this big, you got to tighten it up, and it, everything has to go through him because of well, what happened with Redfall. Uh, that's a perfect example. Sherman mm -hmm. Jacobs in the chat drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says, "Hey, boom! Hey, panda! Love you guys, and we love you too, brother. Thank you so much for the generosity, and thank you for being here." I'm glad that you are, in fact, enjoying the weekly content. Jax82 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Question, what reason do you think Xbox made Elder Scrolls 6 exclusive when it's been played everywhere for years? Will Ghostwire, I, I mean, I'm assuming you mean Ghostwire Tokyo 2 be the same? Because they spent $8 billion or near $8 billion. And Elder Scrolls is one of the biggest IPs that Bethesda owned. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, you can still play. They're still getting updates, and they will continue to get updates with content uh, for PlayStation, for PC, and wherever else you can play that game. For Elder Scrolls 6, I'm going to be honest with you. If you turn around and that game does, in fact, drop as a launch title for your next Xbox, whatever that is going to look like, that is going to sell millions and millions of uh, of consoles. Oh, 100%. So Launched I would absolutely console, lock that up personally. Yeah. Well, they oh, made it exclusive for the same reason that they bought it is they, they needed more games on their platform. Like yep. people were getting really sick of the, I think, uh, was it defining Duke, uh, Maddie and Cog call it the fries, burger fries and shake or something like that. Yes. The, mm -hmm. Hazel, yep. uh, the Halo gears and Forza people getting tired of that. And, and it was becoming like a negative thing, even though I thought pretty much all those games were great, but whatever. Um, they went out and they were like, we need we need more games. We need big IP right now. We've got the money to do it. We're going to buy these things and we're going to make them exclusive. And Elder Scrolls is the biggest thing over there. So, yeah, they're going to keep it because that's exactly the reason why they purchased them. Yeah, like, that's a good, great, great point. Um, let's see. We have um, uh, Kyle Dweeb drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, to be fair, most of his career and work has was done outside of Xbox. 
the retirement letter was Bethesda employees and people he worked with for decades. Yes, that is very true. And I and obviously, yes, he has been the face and the head of Bethesda for years. Uh, they have worked. Uh, if you, if you look at who they've worked with though in those twenty four years, it has been mostly Xbox. Uh, yes, they were outside of Xbox Game Studios, which was a very small circle up until you know, E three of twenty eighteen. But yeah, you are on to a, you are you are on to a point there. Uh, I will I will say though, C uh, money does bring up a pretty interesting theory where in that entire even though that letter is for the people of Bethesda, there is no separate letter or separate, uh, you know, public remarks about my, I just want to thank Xbox for, you know, for, for you know, for what they did for us. Because remember, they, they were on the ropes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's he's fine. probably like 10 million. He made off that deal. He's probably made, ten, yeah, he's a millionaire. There's no doubt about it. Good Even on more you. of a good. piece of crap that that would make him that honestly dead ass. If I'm, if I'm Phil, and I just bought this building, and I know what you just made because I bought the building, and then you're retiring, and you don't have the decency to say one mother effing word. One, <laughs> thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. I mean, yo, he's... Phil. Hey, thanks, homie. I'm set for the rest of my life because you bought Bethesda. Thank you, homie. Yo, yeah. whoa, that's yeah, so no, stupid. No, just, yo, that's he's... so grateful. I wish his money just disappeared. You know what I was I surprised just... about, actually, <laughs> because that. I thought one <laughs> of the things that. that they bought them was to retain like the talent so nobody would like you know you know vamp to he ain't got places. no talent they yeah, nobody worry I mean, about them oh well, i want to trash him but I, i'm just surprised though because i yeah. know they had something like that in place for uh todd howard so they i wonder did. yeah i figured they would have had it for other employees too but we also see the quest is lead quest designer also leaving yeah he left it. he's uh yeah. he's with a new studio and uh according to pong soul that is a game to look out for. Okay, apparently, it's going to be something special. Wait, Pong said it. Uh, oh, Pong, Pong said it. it. If Pong yeah, said it, we can we can we can ignore that. If Pong said it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listening, I did not say that. I love you. I'm uh, just messing. Lander. <laughs> I'm just messing. Uh, uh, Pong, real... somewhere right now, just felt it like sat on the back of the head. What the fuck? What the hell was that? me. Um, Jax82 drops uh, an additional very generous $2 super chances. Phil takes it personal. And doesn't like to fail. Indeed. Uh, yes, absolutely. I agree. No. El Monte I don't think anyone likes drops to fail. a very generous uh, $5 super chat and says, you know, no, yeah, nobody likes to fail, especially in, in the big business. Uh, El Monte drops a generous $5 super chat and says, you know why Spider-Man didn't get a bad score? Because 90% of Xbox fans are not going to review bomb a PlayStation game. I mean, you, you listen, I, I put this out there a couple of weeks ago There'll and I, I, I said, listen. Don't be like the PlayStation knuckleheads. Don't Please review don't. bomb Spider-Man. I mean, do what you're going to do. I, I I don't care one way or another. I, I bought the uh, most expensive edition. That's not the collector's edition because I didn't really like the statue. Um, you didn't but want I the bought 19 the inches of Venom? I didn't want 19 inches of Venom. No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think man. I could take it, to be honest with you. Of course. Um, <laughs> you got to put your, you got to, hey, you got to work on your paws. You got to try, though, huh? That's, that's the second that's time. Try. That's the second um, time you put your paws way You can work your way up to it. You don't got to start yeah. with all 19. <laughs> you got to get your paws game right. Oh, my goodness. Your paws game yeah. is a little delayed for me. It, it was a little oh, delayed pause right yeah. there. But listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, look, uh, I wish Pete Hines the best. Uh, if he's going to, he's going to listen whether he ends up at playstation 
where he goes and he starts like really doubling down on like saving animals. If that's something that that's a true thing, I, I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, he's a millionaire. He's worked in a company for 24 years. He helped build this company. He has put a significant amount of his life into it. We wish him the best. Um, obviously, there's this 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 is going to come and go. Uh, it it he, like like many leaders before him and yeah. many other other uh, you know companies and positions. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna leave. And they're gonna do other things, and someone's gonna step up. Bethesda's gonna be fine. Bethesda yeah. still has well, Todd Howard. I, I believe. Yeah, I get it. Thing to this is because I think the timing of him retiring makes a lot of sense. If you really look at it from, from his perspective, because look at it from like the time that they started the acquisition, right? Is one of his really close friends and direct bosses passed away. Someone who was very beloved. at the Yes. Yeah. Um, they're, they're in a brand new era. They've just put out their biggest game ever. I think, I think he's just like, it's time for somebody else to take up the reins of Bethesda. Like, I've done everything I can here. I've made my money. I'm I'm good to go. I don't think we see him in gaming again. I think whatever he does next, I think I don't know if it's a dog shelter thing or if he goes and buys a franchise subway. Like I don't know, he's going to do something. Um but I don't think we see him in gaming again. I think he's he's done everything he can. And I think he's just like my time here is gone. <laughs> I, I think you're right. If, if I all that other right. stuff didn't exist, I would be like, true. That that makes a lot yeah. of sense. But the slander that he put out there in those emails, the the baby ass apologies to these ponies, all that shit just makes everything that you say just that one one notch below what I would say is okay. is possible. I feel like he's exposed too much to us. We've seen behind the curtain, Pete. We know what you feel, all right? Listen, listen, it, 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 he's, he, you didn't he, know anybody was going to read those emails, so we know that's what you really feel, fam. All right. Well, we know I mean, a lot, a lot of people feel a lot of people feel that way, but look, at the end of the day, um, he was not making the big decisions regarding Bethesda games any further because they're Microsoft property. That's true. And but Microsoft you, you, property. Look, all you got to do is look at the way PlayStation has dominated the industry in the last six to seven years. It has been because not only did they have incredible first-party games, they locked a lot of things up. I mean, for crying out loud, Spider-Man, the face of Marvel, yeah. one of the most recognized heroes in the world, folks, is behind a paywall that says PlayStation. I mean, yeah. for crying out loud, an Avengers game that was a multi-plat, the Spider-Man, even though it wasn't what they wanted it to be, it wasn't like the Insomniac Spider-Man, the Spider-Man DLC was locked to PlayStation. That's crazy to me. So, look, at the end yep. of the day, Bethesda is going to be fine. Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusive. And if you want to play it, play it on your $5,000 rig or buy an Xbox or <laughs> play it anywhere. But I do want to move on to the second topic. And this is the big one, folks, because this ABK deal, is going obviously listen there's a lot of really hot big takes on this right it's the biggest uh the, um deal in probably uh you know mike it, it's confirmed to be the biggest deal in microsoft's history it is the biggest deal in gaming history it might be one of the biggest tech deals ever uh this is this is is it's monster it's monster for xbox call of duty it's going to be here there and everywhere that's amazing congratulations world but I'm here to tell you, 
that the market leadership that Sony currently sits on, they have the reason why they're in trouble and potential trouble is because they rested on the same way they've been doing things for years, making Xbox smaller, getting exclusive content, getting exclusive marketing rights. And one of the most and the biggest money making schemes for Sony has been Call of Duty. That is going away. Yes, Call of Duty is going to sell a lot of copies on PlayStation in 2023. No doubt about it. But when Xbox can put that Call of Duty, whatever, on a box that says Xbox, the normies, the casual audience yep. is going to move where the game is. And, and most importantly, listen, folks, I don't know what world you're living in. Everything has gone up. Everything is expensive. Food is expensive. Gas, rent, everything is expensive. And one of the first things that have to go if you are a family man or woman is entertainment. That is the first thing that has to be cut because it's something you can live without. Microsoft is making it available and making Xbox Game Pass so that everyone can afford to be a part of the conversation. And next year, folks, we know already four games that are going to be released. Avowed is coming out, whether that's the first a first half or the second half, followed by Hellblade, first half or second half. Towerborn, which I think is going to be a Game of the Year nominee, and we know that Call of Duty, the next Call of Duty, is in Game Pass day and date. That is four. You might get Clockwork Revolution. You might get something smaller. You might get something bigger. But Microsoft has positioned themselves, and I'm going to go in reverse order here. Infinite Umber, I want to go to you first on this. They have really set the stage to be one of the most dominant platforms in gaming and have some of the greatest IP under one banner. Let's talk about it, dude. Yeah, I mean, they have tons. Like, So how do we want to position this, Boom? You want to talk about what they have? You want to talk about what can be made from this? Uh, either or, brother. I mean, it's a conversational podcast. Go crazy. Go in any direction you want, because no matter where you go, we're going to all end up at the same place. Xbox is going to be the market leader. That is a fact. No matter where you go, there you are. You're going to make a slogan out of that. But, you know, <laughs> the, the thing of it is, I, I think like we talked about there's so much to be talked about this. And a lot of this is potential for me. And Jazz had an article he wrote recently and i I'm, I'm sure if you all can hear this background noise but all right here we go chicago yeah listen, uh, it's just like new york brother police yeah. sirens are always running yeah so uh, jazz had an article up about what potential games could come out of this and what would you like to see so for me one of the things and i keep fluctuating because we had this talk the last week on the show too when we talk about what could be done with some of these from tony hawk and things like that to to Tenshu being reborn and things like that or being remastered. So that's a lot of my thoughts go to, goes to that. I would definitely say uh, there's so much room for them to get and capitalize off the IP that they're not utilizing. Hearthstone, uh, the Warcraft, bringing WoW to, to Xbox. You know what I mean? There's so many ways to do it. I know people would say, well, how would they handle it when it comes to the subscriptions? And I guess you would handle it the same way that the ESO is doing it, right? Maybe you'll do it in a certain certain particular way. I look at the potential of what games can be made from it. 
I also wonder if Microsoft will go to that biannual release for COD and maybe that would free up some of these studios that's working as helper studios for Call of Duty. So we can get Raven, we can get the toys for Bob to make their own things. Yeah, dude. stuff like that. So that's the stuff that I'm really most interested in. And and I, I guess it's so much to uh take in pause. You see how fast I hit that pause? Boom. That was a quick pause. I gotta learn from that. <laughs> I gotta learn from that. I can't I can't let the 19 inches slide and then wait a Oh yeah, pause, pause it's on that. Too late. One too. It's already inside. It's pause. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. You've, you've accepted it. You can't unpause once can't. it's happened. All right? <laughs> All right? It's but gone. I, but I look at stuff like that, man, and I say, man, there's so much. You think of even I know um, we were talking about it on so many different shows of what could happen. You know, people talk about um, uh, what's the game with Mercer, the um, Matt Mercer, uh, Matt. Um, yeah, He's Mercer. I know you're talking about. Uh, oh, the prototype, 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 prototype. Yeah. prototype. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, it's got to come back in a big way. Oh, That's you really you look at that. And I, I look at something like we're talking about with Spider Man now, and I am going to get Spider Man. It looks good from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the stuff that Microsoft d- could do because we often talked about what could be done for superhero gaming. Like we still talk about DC and them getting that license and getting WB. I still stand by that. I still want them to do that, and I think it would be wise to do that. Uh, getting Rocksteady, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you got some a character like that and a franchise IP like that with that they could do so much if they really push forward. And I think honestly, I look at potential when I look at what cannot happen. 2022 can't happen again. I don't think they will let that happen. Ever. And yeah. and the reason I say that too is not just that they need to bring in games, the past games that we've had, uh Activision has had and bring them in in the following months, but I feel like with as many studios as they have now there is there is nothing that should allow that to a repeat of 2022 so i feel i feel like there needs to they need to have a and i'm sure they're going to do this but they need to have a real sit down and say hey how do we revitalize this franchise what about this hexen is cool i know phil wants that but i need more than hexen I need StarCraft, Ghost. I need the, like I said, Hearthstone. Wow, I, I need Tenshu. If you, I know they can't go forward with Tenshu, but they can absolutely remaster or remake. Past I would, Tenchu I games. would, I would have them. You know, you know, here's the thing. You know, that's a. I mean, again, let, let's talk about it because you made mention of it. Tenshu is iconic. Maybe not for some some people. Maybe you you missed out on those years. I feel sorry for you if you did. Okay. But there is a space where Microsoft could go to front software and say, look, you own the franchise. We own the rights for these three games. Let's do a partnership. Let's let's bring back Tenchu on a level of Ghost of Tsushima. Like, mm-hmm. if, could you imagine? And what the, where this really gets exciting is there's no rush for the game. Take five years. We'll announce it at when, when you're halfway through. We'll throw a tra- show a trailer. We'll get everyone excited, and there's no rush. That's that is the finite point about Xbox Game Studios right now. Nothing is needed today. Mm-hmm. Fable could take whenever it long it takes. Agree. Uh, you know, so that that's a great, fantastic point. And, I, and, I, and that's really it. Like they have so much. There's no there's two things. Like you said, there's no reason to rush these games out. Mm-hmm. So now so now an incident where we had with 
Starfield they would have released in 2021 and imagine how terrible that would have been then versus now Redfall that released way too early when it should have released this month and they would have had everything set and it probably would have really saved that game and, and, and as far as you know player retention going forward it, let's hope it rebounds it might you never know but I feel like if they'd have had it now it, that would have been you know the thing with all everything intact so you look at stuff like that where uh, you know, games are forced out. They don't have to do that anymore. I think TJ hit it in the chat where he said they have 44 studios. I'm not sure if that's quite the number. It is. It is 44. It's a total so, of 44. Now, now here's the thing. That's they have 34 named studios, right? Yeah. The mm. other 10 studios are support studios within Blizzard, within Treyarch, within Infinity Ward. That's what that's where the 44 number comes from. But they're actual studios, but they're a part of an Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward, yeah. I think, has four studios, if I'm not mistaken. I think Treyarch has two or three just right. by themselves. I also think Insane. during the acquisition, they they purchased one studio that I think was just a support team, and then they also spun out another one. Like they started up a new studio. Yes. I think was, it was definitely on the Activision side. I don't remember which of the Call of Duty devs it was, but it was one of them. They started a new one. Yeah. And that, so that's my thing, too. And they, somebody put a, a chart, a little pie chart out that showed how many employees are over there, right? So it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Like we can, I imagine it's going to be some redundancies. People probably are going to get let go, unfortunately. But I feel like, Microsoft could really capitalize. I, like, look, think about it like this. You got Halo, which is now, by the way, season five launching today. I'm going to play some of it before I hit the bed. But you got Halo, which has, you know, had needed a lot of support from studios because they let go of the part time. Season five looks so it does. freaking good, dude. It really does. But imagine getting all these different support studios now yeah and, and and unused devs that are like just kind of there because i i honestly am trying to have a, i'm having a hard time figuring out what are they doing over there at blizzard right now like what are y'all doing over there it's a lot of y'all over there like a lot of them. <laughs> like five thousand of y'all up in blizzard like what are you doing right now so get these helper studios uh devs rather and and have them help out on halo have them help out on other games that are being made i mm -hmm. feel like there's so much that could be moved around and i think cross-pollinization if you will of, of of these devs on different titles yeah i even think of the initiative and stuff like that and i know they got crystal dynamics still helping them but i feel like if you if microsoft really really utilizes all these devs and people they have that they're that they bring it they're bringing in that could really help you know catapult the development of their games that much more so i but but going back to just activision me personally i would love to see freedom a little bit of freedom for some of these support studios to me there's yep. no reason why raven software should just be a helper studio i i just don't see that not do they they did the x-men legends exactly uh, they they did uh they did a uh, singularity they, mm -hmm. they are talented af and they should be what i'm hoping for folks and i don't know if you agree with this umbra i would love to see call of duty go back to a three-year schedule they, yeah, that's my multiplayer thing. Multiplayer has Warzone. They don't need mm -hmm. multiplayer. Yep. Let that be an uh, every and and what what you're saying is perfect. It allows all of these studios to go do weird, crazy, cool things. Yeah, exactly. Then you go back to other games they did, Ultimate Alliance, like stuff like that. Is so much more. Like I know Microsoft doesn't really want to get into the whole licensing thing, 
I think they might need to get out of that mindset, though, for yep, some, some of this. Yes. Transformers, you know, Hasbro is on deck. They've already come out and said it like, yes, we want to do this. So, what about the two Spider-Man games that Beanox did? Absolutely. Dimensions. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Well, folks. pretty much every Spider-Man game before Insomniac was an Activision game. Yeah. yeah, but if but there are two specific data yeah. dimensions was one of the first ones, and it was about the about the multiverse before there was a multiverse. Even you know with with, uh, with Miles in in films. If the, if again, I don't know what the deal is with with Sony and and what what they what cards they hold against Marvel. But if they could remake that game, I mean, I'm talking like Resident Evil 2 remake Shattered Dimensions, and that was an Xbox exclusive, folks, that would be mind-numbing. And this, mm -hmm. this is just the tip of the spear, what Umber's talking about. But please, sir, continue. Yeah, and I'll wrap it up because I don't want to hog it up too much. But my whole thing is just to say, because I am kind of droning on, but like I, I feel like when I hear a lot of this, my brain starts going everywhere because there's yeah, so much too. potential for them, for them to like really take this IP, uh, all this unused and underused IP and really make profits off of it. Uh, again, you look at stuff like, wow, you look at Hearthstone, you look at, and to me, I, I said, there's so like the lore of wow, there's so much they can do. They, they can make full fledged uh, Elder Scroll esque RPGs, you know, Western style RPGs. They can make, a Diablo-esque type of games with that, with those characters. That would be pretty dope, dude. Like, yeah. That would be pretty it's too dope. Much. It's too much they could do. They can make MOBAs. They can do so much with that. I, I personally don't care for MOBAs, but they could do that. You know, uh, but my thing is, there's so much they could do with bringing WoW itself to Xbox is probably going to revitalize it. I think that engine that they use is outdated. Of course it is, but they need to bring, I think, make a modern engine for it make it, you know, give it fidelity, give it something crazy looking, make it look really solid. That's, I mean, that's what I would want. I mean, I'm sure the, the diehards are like, shut up. So I'm going to be quiet on that. But <laughs> but my but my thing is, like, there's so much potential here for them to use this IP and really catapult Game Pass and Xbox as the de facto and must uh, have, for, uh, you know, uh, ecosystem. And, and honestly, I just really hope that Phil and team hunker down uh, with these creatives and, and say, hey, what can we do here? What would you like to make? what you know what budget are you looking for and try to allocate that out you know i, I know it's not it's, it's easier said than done because there's so many of those devs and it's so little money that microsoft is still going to be like here take all of this after they just paid 70 billion so i, I know it's going to have to be some they're going to have to recoup some of that before they just start shelling out much more money but i feel like you know Game Pass is that monster that has to be continuously fed. So I, I hope that they really utilize that and push these these IP that they own. Yeah, I absolutely do. So so real quick before we get you out of here, because C Money had to step away. He has a he has to take a, an important phone call. He'll be back in about 20, 20 minutes, give or take. Uh, we'll go to you next, Daniel. But the He's question interviewing that I, to take B Titans role. Well, <laughs> 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 the question I have for you is is do you ultimately see the market leadership changing in the favor of Xbox for everything that they have done. And when you, when you, when you couple that with, yes, they own Bethesda. Yes. Their first party studios are hitting on all cylinders and now they own Activision. What do you think, man? A market leadership change. Oh, I'm bringing you on mute, brother. 
Maybe oh, I thought you were asking Danny. Yeah, no, I was I'm asking you before you get out. Oh, there. sorry. Yeah. What was the question again? I'm sorry, boo. No, the, no, very simply is, do you see the market leadership changing as soon as next year where PlayStation may not be able to you know, deliver a banger year uh, like they did in 2018, 2019, 2020, and they might have another year like 2023? It's quite possible because we haven't heard anything outside of these games as a service titles and wolverine right i don't know when wolverine is, will drop if they happen to drop wolverine next year then hey top heads hats off to insomniac because that's <laughs> that's insane. not happening someone yeah. send a search team to insomniac <laughs> and make sure they're okay if that right. game comes out next year that's crazy quality for an acquisition for them to have those games come out like that fast if that's the case and quality games at that so i doubt there's wolverine wolverine is next year but if it is hey hats off but you look at the gas titles they have we already know most of those are going to fail and yep. i still contend that that's why jim ryan ultimately left i don't think that the, his plans and and sony's plans aligned all the way and you saw some of these we heard rum, rumors and or spread or, you know gossip of of devs inside internally not liking that roadmap and saying hey we don't want to do this we don't want to make these types of games and i so i feel like Sony's uncertain right now, but I still mm -hmm. think they have enough of a uh, uh, market share and enough, you know, customers or customer base that they still will be number one next year. But Microsoft is definitely going to be number two and right on their heels. That much is certain. And even yeah. without them doing much change, actually, because, you know, they're already uh, they're already basically number two to Sony in, in between them and Nintendo as far as revenue they bring in. Because they only made what one billion more than Nintendo, which surprised all of us, I'm pretty sure. But so, what they made, I think it was like 14 or 16 billion Microsoft was bringing in. Yep. Activision itself was bringing 8 billion. So that'll bring them to about 22, whatever plus, you know, billion. They'll be second place regardless. So yeah. I, I think it all depends on how COD lands and how that, well that sells, obviously, because this, this COD here is going to be their first on their. Uh, this COD is going to be the lowest reviewed COD. I'm in, pretty sure, in, but it's in, also in going decade. to be a, it's also going to be a part of their um, overall. Uh, what's the word I'm yes. looking for here? It's their going to financials. be financials. Thank you. It's going to be part yeah. of their financials. So I'm wondering how that's going to stack up. Too, it's possible. <laughs> it is possible. I don't think it's impossible. I, I feel like Spider-Man is only going to do so much for them. I know that they're banking on it. I know it's going to sell well, and they're going to mm -hmm. you know bundle it up as they do with all the you know console sales for the holiday but i don't think it's going to be enough uh considering cod and how much you know of gangbusters that thing sells so I, i'm interested in seeing how that will play out too but i still feel like just because of the market share and customer base that sony might still pull it out just if, if even just by a billion or two well this it's first it's going to be very interesting to see what how the companies respond after this amazing year of games because it is ridiculous this year uh daniel before we bring you in brother let me get your hot take on uh that question and of course what what we were talking about earlier is how dominant uh play uh My microsoft is with all of these ips i do want to catch up on the super chats drawn tj generous friend of the program drops a five dollar super chat and says it's crazy xbox <laughs> owns halo Call of Duty and Doom, World of Warcraft, and Elder Scrolls. Mm. And that again, folks, is just the tip of the spear. That is, it's those are all legendary gaming franchises. And that's not even the that's not even like yeah, all out. And that, it's, that it's, picture yeah. you tweeted out, by the way, of like Master Chief and all them. 
Yeah. Uh, it was like, man, you do not want to be on the other side of this field. <laughs> like you, you do not want to be staring down this team right now. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's 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 daunting when you consider that how powerful each one of those IPs are, and they're under Xbox Game Studios. It's crazy. As a matter of fact, Captain Chats. Drops a very generous five pound super chat. And he says this, which of course, Colt's show last night was phenomenal as well. He says, What occurred to me last night on Colt Eastwood's show was that Sony are marketing Modern Warfare 3 for Microsoft for a Microsoft game that, that they now own. This yeah. is hilarious to me. Yeah, it, it's it's that's why Jim Ryan didn't want to pay for the marketing. He said, why should we pay if we're going to be marketing an Xbox uh you know title? He didn't say exclusive, but he said an Xbox title, which, of course, they own Call of Duty. Uh, Kenneth Maynard drops a very generous uh, $5 super chat and says, would love Activision to bring back 007 Bloodstone and Quantum of Solace on backwards compatibility. A new Bond game is at the top of my wish list. Well, there's a couple of things there. Kenneth, you might actually get your wish. Um, there is going to be, uh, I, I think, and I think we're all in agreement here that the backwards compatibility team is going to come back uh, because of this deal. The a, the 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 ABK catalog is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It just so happens that they are working with IO that that is hap- that happens to be working on it, uh, potentially an exclusive 007 game. Now we don't know it's exclusive for sure. But all you got to do is look at what they did with Indiana Jones, and I would imagine that 007, whatever IO is making, uh, is going to be exclusive. Uh, Project Dragon, we don't know, but it's also a potential possibility. Uh, and I think that a lot of those licensed IP games, i.e. Spider-Man, if they can get, get Marvel to work with them, Transformers, Hasbro has already said they want to work with them, and potentially the ownership, and I believe it's uh, MGM MGM that owns 007, which I think now Amazon owns, they potentially would uh, get those games to be uh, backwards compatible, which would be pretty dope. But Daniel, let's talk about this. Uh, This is now Xbox, and Xbox Game Studios just added some of the most iconic characters to an already stacked deck. Let's talk about it, man. Yeah, so I think the first part of the question was about do I see the the mind share or the whatever ta- market, being taken over, market leadership market share taking being taken over. Um, I I definitely see Xbox making a big step back, like into the into the arena. You know what I mean? Like I definitely see them ta- making up a lot of ground. Is I guess the better way to say that. Um, I don't necessarily see them overtaking PlayStation. Going to take some time. Uh, for them to actually completely turn that around. But we are in a situation where PlayStation put out three first-party games this year. One of them launched day one in Game Pass. The other one was a VR game that no one cares about. And then, of course, the Spider-Man, which is great. Awesome. Everyone loves Spider-Man. Um, and the next year, we I don't think we know of anything that's actually first-party that's coming from them. I think the only thing that we have a release date for is uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is third-party, and Helldivers 2, which is second-party. So we don't know anything about their first-party uh, for next year. Uh, unless one of those gas games is going to come out next year, which honestly they probably should, considering that before he disappeared off the face of the earth, Jim Ryan was saying that they wanted to have more than ten out by twenty twenty six. Like if that's going to happen, they're going to have to put at least two or three out next year. Um, so I guess we can kind of expect that, but we haven't. We don't have any news. So what I'm saying is like, just by sheer force of like the amount of games that Xbox is putting out next year, as compared to their competition, 
yeah, I think we almost certainly see them really start to compete in a way that they haven't for a very long time. And uh, I think that's really exciting for everyone. I think that's great. Um, the the weight of their catalog alone makes it so that there's there's almost no way that they can't compete at this point. Like as long as those teams continue to, even if they change nothing, even if they put out the exact same level of quality and the exact, like just sequels to the stuff they've already done uh, just by weight of these four, I guess, teams working together now, five if you count King as a separate thing working together like yeah we're absolutely going to see xbox making a comeback uh, in a major way uh, and i think that's really exciting the the other part of it you were talking about is just like the the power of of their catalog and like what does that mean going forward i think it's great um i think one of the biggest things that and umbra already talked about this is uh that i want to point out is just there are probably going to be some people that we see leave activision blizzard in the near in the near future um, yeah. And a lot of those, a lot of the ones that we hear about, at least, are probably going to be higher level people, because um, it's going to be a combination of people who want to remain independent, who will spin off, you know, they'll take their money and they'll spin off and go and start their own teams, because that's just what yeah. happens with every acquisition. Um, and then also, there's going to be some people who probably step away uh, before they get fired, because it's probably going to be a lot of the people who were involved in, like, you know, Cosby Room type stuff, right? Um, because I bet yes. there's still a lot of those people working there, and they're going to get found out real fast. Like, it's so I would be I would not be shocked at all if shortly after the announcement, if, if like in the next couple of weeks or months, if we start seeing not a t- well, maybe a large number of people, because um, I mean, it is like, what, 14,000 employees over at ABK. So there might be like it, I think between redundancies and people leaving for, you know, not wanting to get fired for being terrible people <laughs> reasons, I think that we might see as many <laughs> as like 100 people leave Activision in the, in the next little while. Um, maybe a little bit more. I... Oh, he but, closed. Oh, so, there he is. Okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah, so we're definitely going to see people leaving. It's just all I'm saying. And then, so th- there's going to be a lot of work that has to be done. Um, yes. One of the things that I also wanted to point out is just, I know that there's some people not to call King to the floor, uh, but I think I think he fell into his two uh, percent wrong category when he was saying that they're not going to do anything with the people who are working on Call of Duty right now. Uh, and the only reason that I think that is because they've already said that like multiple times, and I've never known Phil Spencer to not be good to his word. Um, so I think that we're almost certainly seeing that, especially since we already knew that they were doing that before the Activision deal was even announced. Um, like we know which Call of Duty dev is it that's working on like an RPG right now? Is that Treyarch? Like, okay, so there, there, the rumor, the rumor that was uh, put out there by a notorious Call of Duty rumor monger who has actually <laughs> got a, 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 a you know a, a, like a stoppage talking about it from Activision, a cease and desist letter, yeah. which you know then maybe he was onto something. Was the rumor is that Infinity Ward and Treyarch separately are working, working on, on different titles. an open yep. world mass effect level type of first person shooter in space. Now yeah. is that the same project? I don't know. That is what was put Probably out there not. and if that in fact is the case, that is huge cuz that is a new IP. Yeah. So we know that they're well, we hope that they're doing that, right? Like we've heard that rumor for a while now. Uh so we, we already know there's people being taken off. We also already know because this was also talked about before the uh, the, before the the acquisition was just like they had already been talking about going biannual and just having longer tails on these games because it just made more sense financially because they make all their money off the microtransactions anyway. It makes more sense to put out 
a game every other year and then just like support it for a longer term and get more money on on that back end. Um, so I think that's what we're going to see. And, and as a part of that, I think there's going to be a lot of people who maybe if it was still under Activision uh, or still under Bobby would have been fired. But in this case, uh, I think we'll be allowed to spin off and make their own things. So I think that's really exciting. I think we are absolutely going to see a lot of teams working on things that they either haven't been allowed to before or working on brand new IP that they have been thinking about for a long time. Uh, I, I think it's a really good idea. So I'm excited for that. That's my biggest excitement. It's just like the people at Activision and Blizzard, A, getting treated better, and B, being allowed to do the things that they actually... Because we know that those are two big tenants in, in Microsoft's uh, sort of video game library. Like, it's one of those situations where... Like, Microsoft, was it was it this year Microsoft has named, like, the best place to work or something? It was, it was like, yeah. the best yes. company in the yep. world or, or something? Yep. Yes. Um, and, and, like, those are two big reasons why. They're big supporters of unions. They let their people really feel heard and and take care they take care of the people like that's the long short of it uh in terms of what i want them to do going forward i think i think the number one thing and, and phil if you're listening this is this is a, a free one for you i won't charge you uh you're probably already thinking about it uh just bring back starcraft ghosts just just have one just have when coalition puts out so first of all just do starcraft 3 do the rts because you're trying to break into the asian market it's huge over there everyone loves it do a starcraft 3 right and then as soon as Coalition is done with Gear 6, which hope, presumably they're working on right now, like I think we've heard that they probably are, I don't know, whatever. As soon as they're done with that, just be like, hey, Coalition, do you want to maybe do like a trilogy of StarCraft Ghost games? Best PR you're ever going to get is bringing back that game from the depths of cancellation. Like yep. that is one of the most famous canceled games of all time. Uh, that is a free goodwill boost to every single person in Activision uh, and especially for Xbox. Uh, and honestly, y'all kind of need it over in the Activision camp because they haven't been getting a lot of good news over the last couple of years. So, so true. Uh, it's probably going to be a great game. Like Coalition making anything in the StarCraft universe, especially, I mean, even if they just take the base idea of what StarCraft Ghost looked like it was going to be, like it's 100% like the best thing that I think they could do. I, I would 100% trust Coalition to do it well, 100%. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got to remember what, what Danny is asking for is a game known as the largest piece of vaporware in the history of gaming. StarCraft Ghost was supposed to release on the N64 what two, two decades ago, and it would be pretty crazy to take that IP that doesn't exist and give it to something like the Coalition and say, listen, if this game takes five years, no one cares. Because no one's expecting it, and they make the, the again the potential, the possibility of what Microsoft and Xbox can do with their IPs outside of what we already know is on the way, what we've heard on that's being worked. You know, Gear Six is going to happen, right? We know that. Thanks. I've heard some crazy things about Gear Six that is going to blow your mind if it comes to fruition. Um, the 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 DLC that came out for the gears, the Hive Busters. You don't think those characters are going to get a sequel? The Hive Busters is amazing, right? And again, right. all of this is just the tip of so, the iceberg. The deal just got done last week, last Friday, on Friday the thirteenth, which is like the day you'll never forget. Outside of Jason Voorhees, you'll never forget that Microsoft now owns Call of Duty. 
Um, I don't know. It's and, a run for his money now. Then this is just Phil might just be the guy that you see under the mask going forward. He, he, very well. Yeah. And, and <laughs> what's scary? It's even what's even more scary. See money. Uh, and before I get to you, Daniel, anything you want to add on the back end to close out your in, out, outstanding uh, breakdown of of the ABK deal and 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 Microsoft potentially becoming the market leader? Oh uh, yeah. So. The big question that everyone is is sort of floating around now is what's next, and I and I do think, and we do know that this isn't the last acquisition that they're going to make. Thousand percent. Uh, and yeah. I don't like really have great speculations right now into into what's next. It's I'm probably going to make a video out of it uh, out of it at some point. Um, but I do think that they probably take a step back uh, from publishers for a little while. Uh, they just spent two years just caving in the heads of every <laughs> trade federation across the planet. So they, yes. they they did a lot of work and they probably need to take a break and go hang out in Cancun or whatever lawyers do in their off years. Uh, so I don't necessarily think that we'll see like a big acquisition in 2024. I, maybe some like smaller teams, probably ones that they've already worked with, like an Asobo or something. Um, but I, I do think we're going to see a, a little bit of a cooling on acquisitions just for a little while. Like, don't expect anything for the rest of the year. And if we get stuff next year, I think it'll be single studio pickups. I think it'll be in a Sobo. Maybe yeah. if they can get like a Bioware out of EA, that'd be great. I don't see it happening also because like at this point, really, all that you're buying Bioware for would be like the name and yep. the, the IP because the people who used yeah, to do first. good stuff there are gone. But uh, yeah, Bioware has a huge gone. history with with Xbox, obviously. Like I just started playing Jade Empire. Great game uh for the first time Nominal. and uh like that was an xbox exclusive mass effect one mass uh and kotor both xbox exclusives so like definitely uh there's there's a couple of teams like that that i think they would probably scoop up before they go for something like a sega um although i do think they're still got their eyes on a sega uh, yeah but it's gonna be a me minute. too <laughs> you know it's crazy yeah, it's... danny's like it's, it's uh, and guys it's kind of like at the point now and I'm greedy as hell, as you know, boom. But greedy umbra, just like greedy it, boom, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. But now we're right, kind of at that point now with all the studios they have. It's like, do they need to like maybe they need to work on getting those games focused now? Like now we're at the point now with uh, so many devs and, and and studios they own that buying more devs is the least of our worries or their worries, especially because now all they got to do is focus on getting those good games out there. And they got way too many to not get them out. They have a lot. You know, to, to, to well, that point. That regardless. Yeah, I, Don't that forget I that they hired that, that they hired the person to focus on acquiring new people midway yeah. throwing the Activision thing. So the, if, if so you think that this is going to be a cooling them. process, it's not. They're lining them. I wouldn't I be just surprised think... if they've already bought single studios that are yeah. beneath the threshold that they don't have to announce. Right, just like which, they which did which in I, I think is going to, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. see potentially some oh, yeah. point at, at the beginning of next year. I, I, I said this to, uh, I said this to everyone this morning. In, in, again, I don't have any uh, know connections where i can tell you this is fact it's just my opinion i think that in the next six months they're going to acquire six additional studios i know what those studios are yeah you you know you got the ios you got the asobos you got the crystal dynamics you got the idos montreal Uh, yeah that's a good point i do think that they also probably pick up crystal and idos just to protect their interest there because because they're both working on major first yeah and embracers falling apart so they they should i I can fully see them doing that. yeah they absolutely should get them I they mean, should do a fan also, fest yeah. this year and do the yeah. same thing they did in 2019 mm-hmm. and announce the studio, the smaller studios that Ooh. they picked up. Which BlizzCon is that? That's a beautiful thing. 
That's I feel like BlizzCon? I feel like yeah, I don't know when that is, but I feel like uh November 3rd. It's like soon soon. That's <laughs> yeah, like real soon. I just, I just feel One like of the they, studios I think they've already picked up uh because they Iron had they, yeah, Iron Galaxy for for killing us yeah, yeah, because there was actually be a story that we're going to do, uh, I think it's going to be Thursday's show, regarding uh, an article that Jess Corden of Windows Central put out there about uh, the potential of so many of the Activision characters making their way into the next Killer Instinct, which is being yeah. remade. It's, it's it, They're rebranding. They're going to reboot the series under I, Iron Galaxy, who said that they have incredible plans for the next 10 years of Killer <laughs> Instinct. So... Yeah. Well, if they bought Iron Galaxy, uh, they would also get with it uh, Adam Boys of PS4 fame. He was uh, the guy. Yes. He was the guy who was not Shuhei Yoshida in the This Is How You Share. Yeah, Adam Boys. Adam Boys is Adam Boys. Yeah, he's. I think the president of Iron Galaxy or something right yes. now. Like he's he's one. And of again, Iron. that might just mean that we see somebody else leave yeah, after maybe. they get a check. But it'd be really <laughs> funny. No, he 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 was he was you know he was there for it for the Killer Instinct uh, time. I mean, they really. Uh, they did a, an amazing job. There are two seasons there, and they just did an update. Uh, go check it out. They did an update, uh, ten year anniversary update. Uh, listen, I it's 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 going to be very exciting. But listen, uh, see money. Let's bring you in on the conversation. And quite frankly, it, it it take it any way you want. What you saw on the thumbnail is this is now Xbox. Crazy that they have those types of characters. And again, just the tip of the spear. I keep saying this, and I hope we 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 will it into existence, Umbra. We have been saying, all of us, that they need their own hero type of open world adventure. And nothing fits that perfectly than Prototype, which is a classic Activision IP that they now own. If they could bring that back and remake the original or reboot it, however you want to do it, take your five years, it would be monster to have you run it on unreal engine 5 of course umbra will appreciate that and you just get it out there and you let the team go yes, to sir. work on it and 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 again that's the thing there's no rush to put these games out see money because they have so many freaking studios it's crazy and so many games 2024 25 and 26 for xbox are going to be a stacked deck even without Call of Duty just on their own first party studios. Let's talk about it, man. How do you see a market leader change happening as soon as next holiday or am I jumping the gun here? I mean, this is the thing. I I believe by the end of this generation the tables would have turned and Xbox will be the the dominant platform. Not not necessarily console sales, but platform, right? So between their console cells, between their PC game pass, regular game pass, like people who are paying to be part of the Xbox ecosystem, that number is going to outpat, like surpass PlayStations by the end of the generation. It's going to flip. It's going to be uh, uh, the same thing as the Xbox 360 generation. Xbox 360 came out strong. By the end, PlayStation actually won the generation for all intents and purposes. I think we'll be there again by the end of this one. It's just flipped. PlayStation started out strong. Xbox, there's, there's just no stopping this force that has been created, right? Like, there, unless the only way that doesn't happen going forward is if we find out that 
the only real gamers that ever existed were already on the Xbox platform and everybody else were just ponies sucking on the teat of a PlayStation plastic box. Okay. Outside of that, there's absolutely no way with the monumental amount of video games that Xbox is going to be producing for free to game pass subscribers on a yearly basis that if you're a actual gamer who actually cares about playing games and not playing Twitter, there's no way that the masses don't move over to Xbox during the course of the rest of this generation. I don't think it's going to be in a year or two, but over the course of the next three, four years, uh, what are we in 2023? They say what? 2027 or 2028. So you're talking between four in five years from now, we will have seen the narrative shift and it's going to be done. And that is why they cannot stop buying companies. They can't stop buying studios because of the quality bar that they're looking to hit. You got to remember having all these studios is great, but you need to be able to look at that roadmap and say, okay, this game is not where it needs to go. So even though we were planning to release it by the end of this year, push it to next. We got this game over here that is ready to go. We'll take that spot. Like you want to have that massive flexibility. And you know, you got to remember right this second, you're not running into a bunch of new games that are going to be dropping from Activision Blizzard ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Like they're being purchased and now these studios will start to be free. And you're talking three, four, five years from now that we're going to see the bulk of what Activision Blizzard actually represents to the Xbox, you know, ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to take a little time for these studios to make these games. So you do have to go ahead and grab some of these studios who are, you know, mid-game, you know, go ahead, do the purchase, swap them over to Xbox exclusive and getting them to where we can get these games coming relatively soon. I mean, we know right now we do have xbox game studio games that are going to be you know cranking it we know we have some bethesda games that are going to be coming over the course of the next year so we have games but you still want to fill that out fill that pipeline out so that there is no you know there's no chance that you can't deliver on quality because if you see something not hitting the bar i don't believe phil will ever look at something and be like you know what that's good enough get this out I think we're going to be in for a situation where we end up, you know, with Phil being the way he is, where he's letting studios make the games that they want to make, right? That that freedom is amazing because that's going to bring us some of the best games ever made because you have studios being able to produce the best content with the budget and the backing that they don't have to stress about. They just have to worry about delivering a good game. And if the studio is high quality, which the studios are, they'll deliver. At the same time, that bar is going to be there for them. So if you're if you're given freedom by our boy Phil, who says, "Listen, my man, make the game, make Do what you what want, you want. Yeah. make what you want." If you don't deliver, if you don't deliver, that is going to change things. Yes. Because if you're given the the flexibility to make what you want, money is not the object. Do what you got to do. You sold us a dream. We like it. We accept your pitch. Go make that. If what you make does not produce the way it's supposed to and the quality level's not there, then you're, these studios might get relegated to just support studios or something else. And he's going to have that flexibility to move people around if they're not capable of delivering in this landscape. 
right? Again, it's easy to say, oh, you know, Hellblade, the first one was so good, and you accept the flaws that they came with because, you know, it's like 20 people, you know, it's a small game. So even though it's an amazing game, you know, you there are things about it that you're like, all right, it's not that big of a deal. If they had a bigger budget, that probably wouldn't exist. Well, now's their time, right? So if Ninja Theory comes out, they're ready. Let's let's not forget they came out with Bleeding Edge. Okay, that game came out early in the it life. It failed. That's fine. It's, and it, it failed. It's, yeah, it failed miserably. Right. So okay, cool. Now you got this chance, Hellblade Two. We've given you as much time as you possibly needed. We've given you every ounce of resources that we have. If they come out with a game and it's out here getting sixes and not IGN sixes, you understand? IGN doesn't matter. But I'm talking about like the people who are rating Starfield nines and tens. If they turn around and they're rating this game sixes, like a Redfall scenario that took place, right? That's going to change the situation, right? Like it's it's like a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? You have the freedom to do what you want and and do it well, but if your best is not good enough anymore because you're you've dropped the ball or something, you're going to be in a tight situation. So they want to have this constant you know, growth that they're making with studios, you know, giving these teams to make the best games that they ever can, but they got to come correct. Right. So I think it's, they're going to keep growing. They're going to keep moving the ball forward. And again, under Phil, I think these studios know that they have to deliver a certain quality bar. It's not about sales. It's not about any of that bullshit. They don't care. They just want the high score. So when you look at the, you say, Oh my God, look at that high scoring game. I'm going to go get game pass and I'm going to keep game pass because another high scoring game came out and another one came out right now. Again, take, take the Metacritic out of it because IGN is always going to tank Xbox's Metacritic. All these these garbage outlets are going to tank the meta, but as long as they can go ahead and put a graphic out like they did for Starfield that showed 54 reviews and nines and above, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of thing that they're going to be interested in. Right. Yeah. So they have to be able to make whatever they make. It has to be critically well-received again, like a Bethesda situation, right? They bought Bethesda knowing that their games don't necessarily sell, but the critical numbers were always there. Right outside of the games as service nonsense that they they started doing at the end, so Phil, I you know you you said it before, boom, and and we've said it before, but Phil's a new man. Yeah, he's a new man. He is he is well aware after seeing how Redfall played out, this is not something that he's going to accept. Nope. And we know that even though Phil's kumbaya in front of us, he's been kumbaya in front of us. We know those emails, those leaked documents, all that stuff. We know Phil's a gangster. Okay, he's killer. Phil's a killer. Yeah, he he. This is his his model. Don't want none. Won't be none. Right. So if you go ahead and you deliver what you're supposed to deliver, you're fine. Phil's cool with you. But if you're gonna go ahead and slack or not deliver what you're supposed to, then you're gonna see a different side of Phil. And I think ultimately that's what Pete saw, and that's why Pete was like, "I ain't taking this shit no more." And I'm out, right? Because he's like, I'm old. I've been here long enough. I don't want to deal with this. I'm gone. And and this is the thing. Phil needs to do that. Because right now is a huge inflection point for Xbox. Xbox is at the best position that it will ever be in its entire life. In the future, in the past, this moment right now is the best shot it ever had to go ahead and make a change in this industry. 
if Xbox can't capitalize now with high quality games that are consistently released and critically well received on a constant basis, then there's nothing else for them to do. And they'll never get this idea of Sony being the best console out there or the best publisher out there. They'll never be able to change that if they don't strike now over these next few years, as these games are coming out, they have to all deliver. If they're not, and you find these weak points, it's going to be the same narrative and it's going to be the same bull. So this is the time. And I think Phil understands that. I think Phil knows that he already said it. He said they lost the worst possible console generation. You could have lost with the Xbox one generation. He knows that it's time to regroup and build and make sure that when he goes yeah, that's, into that's, the next one, it's money. Yeah, listen, it's it's. I know that we have uh, uh, someone in the chat, Max Mini, uh, PlayStation dude. That's awesome. You're welcome. Uh, some of your thoughts, I I appreciate them, but you know, if if you're don't hang your hat on Microsoft is banking on Game Pass. Game Pass is Microsoft. Xbox is Mike is is Game Pass. That's the model. Uh, eventually, Sony is going to have to bend the knee or be on their knees. Uh, and they, and like King said, maybe they become a publisher because when you start hitting Game Pass with uh, South uh, 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 South of Midnight, and you start hitting it with Fable and Avowed and the next Forza Horizon and Call of Duty and whatever Activision has in, uh, on, on the back. And Indiana Jones and Indiana Clockwork Jones, Revolution. It's, 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 and Spyro, the next Spyro, the next Crash For $17 a month, it is, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to afford not to be a part of Xbox Game Pass. And yes, Sony can bank on selling consoles. Face reality, dude. They don't make a lot of money. Consoles is not where they make their money. And third-party marketing deals that you're talking about, about how they made so much money on they could bank on that, well, their number one player is gone. Uh, yep. They're not going to make the same money for Call of Duty that they once did because for 17 bucks you can get it on Xbox Game Pass, and the casual audience will move. Uh, Sony is, like I said numerous times, in a pickle. They're not the same beast. They have been defanged. Uh, they're in first place now because they're in first place. That is not going to last forever. I see that change happening. But look, let me catch Thanks. up on the last two Super Chats, and then we'll get everyone out of here. Uh, Drawn TJ drops not one but two Super Chats. The first one of $2. He says the Coalition makes a true crime game in Unreal Engine 5. That would be crazy good. That would be beautiful. Uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, go buy Criterion games. They have made Need for Speed and Burnout. They would be a, a good at making a Blur reboot. They have the, the two best. Just got acquired by somebody else. They did, didn't they? Yeah, I. I they Terry... sold them. Was it yeah. EA that bought them? EA, EA has bought them years ago. Uh, Criterion. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Microsoft. Listen, What's Microsoft has uh, Turn Ten Studios, and they already have Playground Games. They they don't need another car maker. What they need to do is let Toys for Bob make a kart racing game. With Xbox and Activision, Blizzard, and uh, Bethesda characters, and that would rule. But let's get everyone out of here. This has been a great show. We went over, well over 700 people here, which is amazing. A lot of new names. If you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. We're on the hunt for 14K, and it would be pretty dope 
to have you subscribe, hit the like button on your way out, and potentially be a generous gamer and hit the bell icon so every time we go live, you know about it. And I do this Monday through Friday, five days a week, all different panels, all different shows, but we never sell hate or hate monger to get you to like or click it. We'll start with Umbra because he's exhausted. He's got to get he's got to get to sleep. Umbra, let's sell your brand, brother. Talk about the fix where you're going to be with Danny this Thursday, where they can subscribe, keep you guys trucking on maybe 2K, 3K by the end of the year. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yes, yes. Good show, guys. Good talk. I am very tired. Uh, <laughs> I I do want to get the um the update downloaded for Halo. I would do I'm doing that right now. Look, I have my dope ass elite controller. And yes, thanks <laughs> to Kia Walker in the chat. He's like, that's updating. Nice. Forza Motorsport is updating as well. Uh, there was an update for Forza, uh, but I'm gonna be playing the H out of uh season five, which looks dope. And those and Umbra, those Halo 3 maps. Oh yeah. My. God, that they Mountain look. Dew uh, pack thing that they were doing. I like that. Um, yes. Bring back, brings back memories. By the way, Halo 3 is my favorite in the franchise. Mine so. my, my, was. Yeah. Infinite has surpassed it for me. Uh, if, Infinite definitely my... has the better overall feel. That's no question. Yeah. But I, I, 3 just holds a special place in my heart. But anyhow, you are you all can know where you can find me. Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite on Twitter. X or whatever they call that thing now. And, um, of course, this week on a fix, more than likely, we're going to be focused on, of course, on the ABK thing, too. But I do want to try to mix it up because we were supposed to talk about, like, anime and things of that nature in the show we were supposed to watch yeah. through. Uh, just got a little distracted because I had a loss in the family. But um, oh, sorry to hear that, brother. Thank oh, you. Oh, damn, thank man. You. That's not smart to it. Appreciate it. Um, uh, but other than that, man, um, yeah, as far as gaming goes, of course, we're going to be playing some of this season five of Halo. I played it, you know, believe it or not, I played a bit of the multi, the, uh, excuse me, Modern Warfare 3 beta. I played a, a yes. match with that, and uh, it was kind of fun. But, I, you know, that's the first I've touched multiplayer in COD in decades. Like, I do not care for COD multiplayer, but so I, I enjoyed that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good because I know that that game and other Call of Duties will be coming to Game Pass. So, yeah, I'll be playing plenty more of that soon enough. Uh and yeah i got a few other games i got to get through it's too much and it also dragon like a dragon ishan dropped today on game pass today as well guys if you all didn't know so i mean crazy crazy good year for for xbox it's one of the best years that probably in the company's history uh, as long as xbox has been around they've been around for 23 years uh and this is probably the greatest year uh for i mean it's just it's just it's it hitting on all cylinders Yep. Uh, and, you know, if you're not a part of Xbox, shame on you. Uh, yeah. You know, try you, some. Your loss. If you're not a part of it now, you eventually will be. Uh, yeah. Like, like we talked about with the whole Call of Duty thing, it's only so long you're going to hold out, you know, and so long before these other games start hitting continuously, where you're going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to pay 70 over here on, on Sony, but I can just get a, get Game Pass. But uh, there is the link to the uh, channel there. If you all have not subscribed to us, please do so. We would appreciate you guys coming by on Thursdays at, at 8 o'clock Eastern. And give us a view on the fix. Thank you guys for being here. With Absolutely, us. brother. You're doing great work over there. Daniel, let's sell not only the fix, but let's sell your yeah. brand as well. You have an amazing YouTube channel. You've done a lot of Thank rewriting you. of the DCEU, which, of course, is being changed already from James Gunn. 
by all means, you've you've put out your How to Fix Halo. You've put out a bunch of really, really good long-form content. Talk about it. Where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel? And more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Uh, Yeah, so you can reach me uh, on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or at my personal YouTube channel of Daniel McGee, uh, which I just posted in the chat for anybody who's here. Uh, We're getting real close to 800 subscribers. I'm at 770. Nice. Uh, So I would like to hit 800 before the end of the year nice. and i think it's pretty doable i think it's really doable actually oh, absolutely do um definitely just put out a video last week about uh sort of the legacy that jim ryan is leaving behind spoilers not a good one um and i'm currently working on my starfield review because uh, i want to get that out before i have most of this week off uh after nice. i work tomorrow and i have the rest of the week off and i'm going to use that exclusively to write the next issue of my uh of my dcu rewrite so wish me luck i think it's gonna take like probably two full days to get it done but we're 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 doing it (laughs) so got a lot of things coming out there hopefully pretty soon uh so come on by nice nice shout out to truly in the chat uh who's reminding us in all caps and you should do that because why why wouldn't you dead space remake in xbox game pass coming in october yeah. which is really dope a great great remake phenomenally done on um, like three quarters through it it's one of the games i just didn't finish i got to get to it it's phenomenal uh i don't know how my top 10 is going to look this year but it's 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 going to be very difficult to get a top 10 going um but last in no way least see money uh first of all i didn't see the misses in the chat if she was there and i missed her i apologize doodle is awesome okay. and one half of the dynamic duo known as C Money and Family, they have a very unique podcast that I think that you need to check out because they do it as a family, and it's pretty dope. Especially when you see that they have their opinions, but they also bring in their kids' opinion, which are a little bit younger, obviously. But it's pretty cool, and they do a lot of weekly content. You can wake up Monday morning, start the week off with him and the misses, and a bunch of other stuff. Tell us about it, C Money. Where can people subscribe? And more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Oh, man. Boom. Thank you so very much. Dan, Umbra, it's a pleasure. Love being on the show with you guys. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, C-Money is my name. And you guys can go ahead and follow me on Twitter right when you look at the screen. It's right there, at C-Money Forever. That's me. So you can follow me there. Uh, Yeah, we have a channel on point for gaming. Um, It's a channel I run with my wife and, and my older kids. Um, and yeah, we have, we have four shows that we do a week. Um, booms, right? Monday is our morning quest show. It's 9am Eastern time. It's me and doodle just kind of talking about gaming, starting the week off, right. And having a fun, fun conversation with the chat, very chat focused. So it's a, it's definitely a good time. You should definitely uh, come check that out. Today is a huge day for us. It's our guest day. Um, we have a show called her, him and a guest, and every week we have somebody on and we interview them and have a fun, fun time. Today's a huge day because this is going to be our first time ever where we are actually having two different shows happening Ooh. same day. So you got at 4 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have our man Jay Fonzarelli. He's going to be joining us. We're going to have an awesome show with him. It's going to be dope. Definitely come by, show him some love. Um, and then at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have our boy, Karim Jovian. 
um nice. he's a huge youtuber and huge. he's yeah huge 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 guy and he's looking to get into um gaming much more so uh we're excited to talk with him and kind of see what he has going on so that's going to be fun at 7 p.m eastern time so it's a double header come for one stay for the other is going to be great Two for um, one special. that's it man that's <laughs> it it's going to be a fun fun time Love it. uh and then We'll be back on Thursday with our gaming podcast on point, the gaming podcast, which is keep it super simple. Um, and that's the one that's with myself, Doodle, and our eldest son, Madman. Um, so we have a great time there. And then we end the week with on point anime and beyond, where we talk about anime and uh TV, movies, anything pop culture. Um, so that shows on Friday. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Our gaming podcast on Thursday is at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And I do just want to shout out because we have it coming. It's coming up relatively soon in two weeks. The last Thursday of the month, we're having our, basically our gaming podcast changes for the, the last day of the month, the last Thursday of the month uh, to On Point, the end of the month block party where we have a bunch of people come on the show. We have a dope as lineup. Uh, for this month already boom's gonna be stopping by at some point yep. uh we have king david we have mav uh web dave retchy we got a bunch of people who are gonna be stopping by um so definitely come and be subscribed for that because that's gonna be fun i'm gonna drop the link in the chat so definitely yes. come we did just cross 11k so i do appreciate that we're on a, a roll to 12k 100 at a time man we got to get to 11 one Let's do it. Also, last thing, just a food for thought for everybody out there. PlayStation, okay, 20% of Call of Duty allowed them to make all of their bangers that they make. Imagine what Xbox is going to do with the 70 that they get to keep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Just remember that. And, and right, that's guys? just Call of Duty money. We're not talking about That's King. just Call of Duty money. Remember, uh, without know, Candy, that money, PlayStation know. would not survive. 70% is going to Xbox now, baby. Let's yeah, see. What Candy comes. Crush only made 20 billion, 20 billion since existence, that's and that's now first party. That's so, all. yeah, yep. there you go. Uh, <laughs> listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed it enough to hit the like button, subscribe, and more importantly, hit the bell icon on your way out. A big thank you to all of the super chats and the channel members that continue to join. It really does help the channel in really, really big ways. And of course, we dole out numerous uh, big giveaways we did a 500 one last uh, two weeks ago we have another one coming up the first week of november for mrs boom's birthday bash that is going to be 500 10 50 gift cards and all you got to do to win is be in the chat and of course the big show the biggest one we've ever done uh we are giving away for the sixth annual christmas with mr and mrs boomstick uh, that is at the end of, uh, as we get closer to the holidays, we're giving away $1,500 worth of prizes, 10 $100 gift cards, as well as two grand prizes of two $250 gift cards. And folks, for a mom and pop organization that's not being sponsored by anyone, that's the Super Chats. That is the channel memberships. We tuck them away after uh, Google gets their 30%. And we do these big giveaways because we want to give back to the community in the biggest way possible. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say this. 
Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Yeah.